it's Valentine's Day. Obviously, it's always February 14th, but it's also Ash Wednesday, a Christian day marking the start of Lent. Perhaps that has some of you wondering, can you celebrate both? The short answer may be no. The more nuanced answer is, well, it depends how serious you are about both traditions, I guess. Valentine's Day is chocolate-fueled, usually involving date nights out and maybe a little oven later. Ash Wednesday moves around and no one chose for it to be on Valentine's Day. It's directly linked to Easter Sunday, which also moves around. It's all based on the first full moon after the March uh, equinox, right? Easter is March 31st this year. Ash Wednesday is supposed to be a solemn day of fasting and reflection that uh, launches Lent, right? And uh, it's actually a required day of fasting and abstinence for Catholics. So yes, Lent has a considerably higher value today for some. I doubt a bishop would say, have fun with it, exclude candy hearts from the fasting, and maybe use melted chocolate to smudge across on your loved one's forehead. I doubt a bishop would say that today. And by the way, the Valentine's Day Ash Wednesday mashup has happened before. Last time it happened was 2018, which was extra silly that year because Easter fell on April Fool's Day that year too. And although it's happening today, it will happen again one more time in 2029. But that will be the last time this century. Happy Valentine's Day. Lots of Valentine's Day fun here this morning. We've got lots of great love songs. If you want to profess your love to someone but don't have the gumption to do it yourself, well, then I'll do it for you. You can text me, 1-877-300-7275. Lots of great Valentine's Day stuff on the way here. Hey, this is School Staff Appreciation Week in Saskatchewan. And for the last couple of days, the province and teachers we're supposed to have come together at the bargaining table and hopefully find appreciation for one another. So I say thank you. Ah, no, there was no appreciation. In fact, not a lot of love between the teachers and government right now. The province claims teachers walked away from the bargaining table within 30 minutes. The government trustee bargaining committee was ready to negotiate a fair deal. But the teachers' union chose to walk away after just 30 minutes. Teachers say the government didn't show up. We're here. The government trustee bargaining team didn't even bother to show up to continue those conversations. Oh, boy. That's where we are this morning. There is job action planned for Friday, including no noon hour supervision across the province. And, of course, next week is February break, right? So there's no school at all right across the province. Now, this blew up late yesterday all across social media and a lot more questions need to be answered. We're going to be hearing on the Evan Bray Show from the Education Minister and from a leader of the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation. But I noticed on Twitter last night, former STF President Patrick Mays used Twitter to say he was there at the table too and that they had cleared the last couple of days to talk. He backs Peacock. Insane, the province never showed up yesterday. And the day before that, they had to wait till one in the afternoon for them to show up. And then they would negotiate. He said, she said, they said, back and forth. Hopefully we can drill down on the Evan Bray show here and get some, some answers as to what the heck has happened the last couple of days. Obviously not much.
very, very extraordinary events. Did not expect it to be, well, they never showed up or never spoke. I thought it was all quiet Monday and things were looking good. and Maybe they would work something up, but no, I was horribly wrong on that. Not as optimistic right now that something's going to happen anytime soon, but uh, still a, a lot of answers we go looking for through the day here today. Valentine's Day, yeah, all restaurants, I would suspect, will be busy tonight. I hope you made a reservation. You might still have time to get into your favorite restaurant, and some offer heart-shaped pizzas if you want to just uh, order in. I hope you have a great uh, Valentine's Day. Lots of official signings by the Riders yesterday on day one of CFL Free Agency. One of the biggies for fans seems to be the very charismatic A.J. Ouellette, who uh, set career highs in rushing yards last year as an Argonaut. And now he's in the green and white. He really embraces that Thor character. He's got the look, the long hair, the intensity. In fact, they're selling already Ryder Green Thor hammers. And you can meet him in person tonight from 5 till 6.30. He'll be uh, meeting fans at the Ryder store, apparently, too. Riders. Certainly one of the busiest yesterday on day one of CFL free agency, officially signing six free agents. Our CJME rider reporter is Britton Gray, and you heard him on the Green Zone yesterday. He brings you completely up to date now for us in day one of CFL free agency. Jamarcus Hardrick was one of the biggest free agent signings for the riders. The six foot five, 317 pound offensive tackle is back in Saskatchewan after playing for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers since 2016. It was very tough. It was one of those decisions, man, that I've been there for so long. It was so emotional. That's all my kids knew. Um, wasn't looking for a new challenge, but I'm excited for a new challenge to have a new motivation. So it's, it's not any bad blood or anything like that, but I'm excited for a new motivation, a new. Something new to get me going for workouts in the offseason. And, yeah, I'm excited, man. Hardrick started his career in B.C. before playing eight games for Saskatchewan in 2015. It's been quite the journey for the 33-year-old, who was last season's West Division nominee for most outstanding offensive lineman. Last 10, 15 years, I've, li- I've lived my dream. I've been able to be a father, be a husband, play pro football, get a chance to grow. And the biggest thing from 15, I think I became a better person better father, better husband. And someone who Hardrick will be clearing the way for is another new signing in running back A.J. Olette. Fortunately, I am mighty. The American running back had over 1,000 yards rushing and has even been known to use a Thor hammer during touchdown celebrations. Three Down Nation and the Green Zone CFL insider Justin Dunk says Olette is a versatile runner. He's physical, he's powerful, but he's also explosive. If you look, he was tied for the league lead last year in runs of 20 yards or more with 10. So this guy is a pounder, but he's also a guy that can get you those explosive kind of game-changing runs at the running back position. Dunk says the deal for Olette is around $160,000 per year, which has allowed the riders to spend money at other positions. I really like Jalen Edwards Cooper in the back end. I think he's a young, up-and-coming piece. And Mike Carney with Corey Mace, I think can help develop him into a more consistent pass rusher. And obviously, 
Jamarcus Hardrick coming in there, and the Riders are ideally thinking he's going to lock down that right tackle spot. Saskatchewan also added linebacker Jameer Thurman and Canadian Jordan Herdman-Reed on day one as well. No doubt the Riders are making moves as the team tries to return to playoffs in 2024 after missing the postseason for two straight years. In Regina, Britton Gray, 980 CJME. Yeah, fans are uh, pretty stoked. Lots of great signings. As, uh, hey, fans want to be rewarded after a couple uh, back-to-back seasons that, uh, well, quite frankly, sucked. (laughs) I'm uh, very optimistic with all these signings, though. Hey, some quick NHL news. The Oilers beat Detroit last night. Captain Connor McDavid. McDavid. Beautiful Oh, man, that spin-moving assist was amazing to watch. It'll be a highlight real goal that many will uh, share this week, I know. He had another assist after that, six in total for McDavid, 8-4 the final over Detroit. Leafs beat the Blues 4-1, and they were without defenseman Morgan Riley. He got five games for that cross-check to uh, Ridley Grigg uh, following the Ottawa Senators, Senators' slap shot into that empty net on Saturday night. And... uh Ottawa played well last night. They won 6-3. Canucks and Habs winners as well last night. Happy Valentine's Day. Who was your Valentine's Day crush growing up, famous or otherwise? I was asking that on our CJME Morning Show Facebook page. Uh, Carmen Electra. Said Andre. Carol Johnson, an interesting one. Norman Reedus, who I love. He's Daryl on uh, The Walking Dead. Carol said, uh, yeah, that's my crush. Murda Fonseca said, Ringo Starr. Oh, I let Rob Lowe get away, according to Colette Andre. <laughs> Rob Lowe got away from you? Thanks for sharing those on the CJME Morning Show Facebook page. I'm Greg Morgan, and I did get that text that SAS Power is trying to get the word out as a scam. Uh, I I thought it was a scam right away because you know this happens a lot. There's a SAS Power text message scam right now where it warns of an outstanding balance, and then they threaten you to pay or lose services. You don't click on the link. Just, just delete it. SAS Power is trying to get the word out, though, that they've heard from a lot of people that scams going around via text. Hey, if you know anything about book talk from TikTok, you're going to find my next guest interesting. And if you have no idea what book talk on TikTok is all about, then listen up. It might be helpful uh, for you, too, if you love to read. It's Valentine's Day, and over at the Regina Public Library, romance is in the air. And joining me now is Megan Stasek from RPL. Welcome back, Megan. Hey, thanks for having me back. Of all the book categories, whatever you can think of, there's true crime, there's science, biographies, travel, whatever category there is. Is the romance section actually very popular at the RPL? How did you know? It is extremely popular right now. Really? Yeah, mostly thanks to Book Talk. That's the side of TikTok that has a lot of reading fans and recommendations and people who just have this whole world of reading that they share with each other. And there's a lot of people on there that are very influential and like the trends get passed around in the book recommendations. So that's where you'll find all of most of the information about what's really popular right now. So people get that information from TikTok. They come to you, the romance section. So who are some of the more popular romance authors right now? I 
probably one of the the two most popular are Colleen Hoover and Emily Henry. Emily Henry is just like rom-coms. If you like a rom-com movie, it's that same kind of real world and there's uh, tropes and familiar formulas and unlikely characters meeting. And, and romance is all about that banter and that meet cute is another thing that that is really gets uh, people excited about reading the story. Emily Henry is just really good at it. She's got a new one coming out, too. You personally, you've, you've got a few there to recommend. So give me a couple of recommendations. Well, me personally, I'm on what the book talk world would call a Sarah J. Mass girly. She's a romanticy author. She's a, she sets up fantasy worlds, and then the characters sort of fall in love in those. So you've got your fairies, you've got your vampires. That's all romanticy. But Sarah J. Mass just released a third book in her Crescent City series on January 31st. So I've just been deep into continuing that story right now. Megan Stasek's my guest from Regina Public Library with Romance in the Air and Valentine's. We're talking about romantic reads. And I'm curious, you clearly love romance novels. What is it about them that you keep flipping the pages? Well, they just have really good chemistry, not just with the characters within the book, but between the author and the reader, there also has to be a certain amount of chemistry, I think, where they know what you're looking for in sort of the trajectory and the story building and what a good combo of events are. There's lots of terminology that romance readers use to describe these things, but I think that kind of sums up what makes you sort of giggle and kick your feet up when you're reading a good romance. Megan Stessick from the Regina Public Library. I know you're not a love expert. Do you know whether or not a romance novel can be good for your relationship, though? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think so. There's a whole trend on book talk where women are getting their husbands to read their favorite romance novels. But I find those really entertaining to watch because the husbands finally realize what good books these are and they really enjoy themselves. (laughs) It's like, welcome to the club. The secret is out now. Romance novels are actually very enjoyable. Gentlemen, all my gentlemen listening, maybe it's time you pick one up on behalf of your partner. Maybe that's how they really want to be treated, and you could learn something from it. Is that what you're saying, Megan? Yeah, it's not just about the spiciness of the book. It's also about how characters communicate and all that relationship stuff, too. You know? <laughs> all right. So. Hey, I've enjoyed our conversation, Megan. Thanks for the recommendations and happy Valentine's Day. I encourage everyone to visit the Regina Public Libraries. Not a lot of love between the teachers and the province right now. And uh, here's what we know. The province claims teachers walked away from the bargaining uh, table within 30 minutes. The government trustee bargaining committee was ready to negotiate a fair deal, but the teachers union chose to walk away after just 30 minutes. However, the teachers say the government didn't show up yesterday. We're here. The government trustee bargaining team didn't even bother to show up to continue those conversations. And that's where we stand this morning. There is job action now planned for Friday, including no noon hour supervision right across the province. And uh, later today on the Evan Bray Show, we're going to hear from both sides, the Education Minister, Jeremy Cockrell, and uh, Saskatchewan Teachers Federation President, 
Um, Samantha Beacon as well. But uh, very frustrating for both sides and for parents as well here this morning. I was was hoping something would come together, but uh, this this doesn't bode well. Sounds like it'll grow further apart. You know what happened 57 years ago? Mr. Dressup debuted this week, 57 years ago. That show ran for like, what, something like 4,000 episodes until 1996 when Mr. Dressup, Ernie Combs, and Judith Lawrence, who were, uh, was the voice of Casey and Finnegan, became an iconic part of our uh, Canadian culture, right? And uh, Ernie was not a Canadian. A lot of people think he was. He was an American. His career began as an assistant puppeteer to a guy by the name of Fred Rogers. Yes, that Mr. Rogers, who was asked to come to Canada some 57 years ago to help produce a kid's show for CBC based on what seemed to be a hit in Pittsburgh. And so Ernie joined Rogers coming to Canada to assist him in getting the show started. Fred goes back. Ernie stays. It evolves into a Mr. Dress-Up. His character. Mr. Dress-Up, it feels so Canadian, that's for sure. But technically, he was from Maine. Kind of got me thinking here, it's Valentine's Day. Who do you think is the most loved and adored Canadian of all time? Can't be Mr. Dress-Up, as I just told you why, but who would most Canadians instantly recognize as the one they love the most? Uh, for me, it's Gretzky. Close second might be... Wait a minute, Doc. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Yeah, Michael J. Fox for me, close second. Now that, that is one gentleman I think a lot of Canadians love. Perhaps some my age might even consider this guy. Hey, how you doing? Who are you? I'm your Uncle Buck. John Candy, whom I met many years ago when he was uh, in Regina. They had a part-time owner of uh, the Argonne Huts at the CFL. He was just a gentleman. Who do you think, truly, is the one person Canadians seem to love the most? one 877 300 